In today's show, we're looking ahead to Friday's action in the NBA, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. Here we are to look ahead to Friday's games in the NBA. What I'm watching for, some streaming targets, Warney. Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) First game is the Cavs and the 76ers. I want to watch Kevin Love because it's been rough. Last four games has been one really good game and then three games of 17, 14, and 18 minutes. And with Garland back, Markinen back, I don't think that Kevin Love looks like a must-roster player. Let's see if he can change my mind, but I really doubt it. I also want to watch Darius Garland, who in his first game back was awesome. Will he continue to play that well? Will he continue to have back issues? Let's see. Is there any grimacing or holding of that back while he's playing? That's pretty key to me to view that. Karis LeVert will be out. Rajon Rondo is doubtful as well. For the Sixers, one of the big things to watch is Tyrese Maxey, whose efficiency has been insane in the three games since James Harden joined the team. His minutes, they're going to remain pretty strong. Will he continue to be a 65% shooter? 100% no. Let's see where he settles in. Let's see what the usage remains. Will it stick around that 18 to 20 mark? Assists have already been cut in half, um, but its efficiency is what we really want to pay attention to here with Tyrese Maxey. I also want to watch the painter, Matisse Thibel, who's starting. I think he's going to continue to start. He's going to get those defensive stats, but we need to get a little bit more defensively and with some uh, offensively, sorry, and with some threes. Can that come consistent? Yeah, I don't know. But let's watch to see how he fits in uh, and how things continue to evolve with his game. The second game is the Hawks and the Wizards. This is a back-to-back for Atlanta. Anyeka Okongwu is out on Thursday. John Collins is out on Thursday. I don't expect them to play on Friday, but I don't know. So let's see what Clint Capella can do. Can he get those 30 minutes again? I expect that he'll get close to that if those players are out. But his production still has been pretty underwhelming. Also want to pay attention to Fanta Pants Kevin Herter, who has been getting pretty good minutes, but I wouldn't say he's been blowing us away. Like He's totally okay to have at the back end of a roster. But I'm not sure that he can really do much to change my mind to say that he's a must-roster player. Maybe he can, but I doubt it. For the Wizards, Kristaps Porzingis is out again. He doesn't have a timetable to return, even though he is participating in some practice. So Dan Gafford should get another start. Now, Gafford's minutes have gone down in the last three games, from 28 down to 24 down to 20, which is annoying for sure. But... The fact that he's starting and getting 20-plus is good, and he should be a 12-team league player, while the whole Neto-Ish-Smith situation remains up in the air. Neto's played 31, 28, 28, 33, then 21, 30, 25, 24. I don't know how to bank on him or Ish-Smith getting those minutes at point guard. It feels like it's just going to change game by game, or depending on what Wes Unseld feels like. Neto probably is the better option there, but neither of those guys, Neto or Smith, I don't think, are 12-team league players. Next up, we look at the Pacers and the Pistons. In Indiana, there's going to be no Miles Turner. We know that. Um, Chris Duarte is questionable. 
But we want to look at the big men. Jalen Smith, who will come off the bench, played 34 minutes last game. More than Brissett and more than Isaiah Jackson, who got into foul trouble. Smith is looking like a 12-team league grab. Him and Jackson over Brissett pretty easily to me. But let's see what the playing time looks like. Let's see how it gets distributed between him and Brissett and Jackson. And if Jackson doesn't get into foul trouble, yeah, what does his minutes look like? And then Budrick Heald, who's playing a ton of minutes. Production's been really strong, especially in the non-scoring stats, which is not usual for him. And let's see, is he going to continue to look that good in Indiana? Because it's been very, very surprising. In fact, Sheev. A surprise, to be sure, but a welcome one. The next game we look at, actually, no, I've got to talk Pistons. Because Killian Hayes is someone I need to watch. Assists, rebounds, steals, the occasional block. It's all been pretty good for Hayes, who's played 28 and 27 minutes the last two games. Is this what old mate Dwayne Casey is going to continue to do? Or will he play him 17 minutes so that Corey Joseph can play 30? Much like the Wizards point guard situation, this one is up and down. But Hayes has got some streamability for assists and steals. The depressed penis Sadiq Bay has been very impressive. And I just want to see whether he can keep that going. The minutes in the role are pretty secure for him. It's just going to come down to the shots going in. And he's been really, really good of late. So let's just keep an eye on that. The Bucks and the Bulls. The Bucks and the Jazz, I think, are the two teams where there's just very little to look at fantasy-wise. We sort of know what's happening. I do want to watch Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Mainly his free throws, which have been good volume and quite good percentage. And if that gets sold for him, then yeah, he pushes into being that top three player. I also want to watch Grayson Allen, whose minutes are frustratingly low. Not frustrating, because I don't actually care about Grayson Allen, but in terms of providing any fantasy value. And then how does Wes Matthews fix, fi- yeah, feature into that? Wes Matthews has no fantasy value, but he does impact what happens with Grayson and with Jordan Wara and with Javon Carter. But it's just a whole mess of those guys outside of the starting four, or the starting big four there. And I can't believe Bobby Portis is included in the big four. As for the Bulls, Kobe White... Minutes are solid enough as the high 20s. Actually been 30 the last two games. Is that reliable enough? I'm not sure it's reliable, but it's there. So what does his playing time look like? What does his production look like? And Javante Green is the opposite of White, who's a points and threes guy, whereas Green is a rebounds and steals player. So that's depending on what you need between which of those guys is a better 12-team option. They're probably both just fringe players. But Green's got a relatively solid role, although... After going 29, 28, and 29 minutes, he played 21 against the Heat. That, that is something to watch. That playing time is something to watch for um, Javante Green. But if I'm watching for Javante's Green, Javante Green's playing time, then what I'm looking at is the old mates at Bet Online, because Bet Online is your number one spot for all of your sports betting needs, totals, odds, player performance, props. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. There's not just basketball, there's football. Well, there's not football, actually. There's hockey, there's UFC, and there is boxing odds as well. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline is where the game starts. Let's go on to the next game. It is the Magic and the Raptors. Mo Bumba. One, two, three, four, five. Really looking much better. Minutes are up. The All-Star break seemed to have done him good, rested whatever injury he had. He's playing well. I would say that's maybe a sell high, given his injury history and the fact that he has had trouble staying healthy. But he's playing at a really high level at the moment, and that is negatively impacting Chuma Akiki, who played 24 and 17 minutes the last two games. 
That's a big drop-off from a guy that was getting 29, 30 minutes a night and being a really solid top 100 player. It's trending downwards. It's trending downwards fast for a Kiki. I'm going to hold on for now. But if we get another 20-minute night from Trimmer, then, uh, yeah, the drop trigger is going to be uh, pretty aggressively ready. For the Raptors, I don't know whether Fred Van Vliet's going to play. It is a back-to-back. He's questionable at this point for Thursday, as is Thad Young. And what is Malachi's Flynn, Malachi Flynn's role with Van Vliet or without Van Vliet? He's been great in the two games without Fred. He played 43 minutes in the game on Tuesday. Like, can he get another big role in this one? That's something we need to watch. And then the big sneeze, Precious Achua, who played only 18 minutes on Tuesday. Again, there is a lot of options there, but if Thad Young is ruled out, along with OG Ananobi, then it does help Achua become at least a streamable option for Friday. Jazz and the Pelicans. As I said, like the Bucks, there's not much to talk about with Utah. We want to watch Boyan Bogdanovich. He's been inconsistent. Can he ever do anything apart from score? The answer to that's going to be no. And then Daniel House Jr. So if you're in deeper leagues, House is getting minutes over Nikhil Alexander-Walker and over Trent Forrest. So that's for very deep leagues, but he is firmly in the rotation. For the Pelicans, we want to watch Jackson Hayes, whose role seems sort of secure as a high 20-minute starting power forward who is a top 100 sort of player. Let's assume that that's going to continue, but we want to pay attention. And then deeper leagues, we want to watch Najee Marshall, who's pushed his way ahead of Trey Murphy and ahead of Garrett Temple into the rotation. He played really well last game. I don't expect that level of production from Najee, but he can be at least a solid enough option for deeper formats and someone who's providing some real value for the Pelicans on court. Timberwolves and the Thunder. Jaden McDaniels has had some real struggles with minutes after the All-Star break. He was playing 30 a night before the break. And then he's come out and played 16, 23, 18, and 23 since the break, including a start last game for Goose Anthony Edwards. I don't know whether Edwards is going to play on Friday with that knee issue. McDaniels is at least a stream option, but we want to see what his production looks like. Compare that to Jared Vanderbilt Bar, compare that to Torian Prince. And also, we want to see Edwards. How does he actually look if he plays? And number one, does he actually play with that knee problem that I think is going to be a long-term problem here for the rest of the year? For the Thunder... Isaiah Roby gave the business to Nikola Jokic last game, and with so many players potentially out, there's value. Now, we don't know if Dort, Wiggins, Williams, Jerome, Muscala, or Favors are going to be available. I would expect most of them won't be, especially Wiggins, but I don't know about Dort or Williams or Muscala or Favors. I don't think Muscala's going to play. But there's a real 26, 27-minute potential here for Roby, and the same goes for Pokushevsky. If all those players are out, Poku will start again. He played 29 minutes last game, 26 the game before. There's value in him as a 12-team option, but it could get completely sliced if Wiggins and Williams all play because he'll just probably go back to a 19- to 21-minute roll. But he's worth grabbing for now to see where it goes. For the Rockets, KJ Martin really stepped up last game with Jay Sean Tate injured. I don't know whether Jay Sean Tate's going to be available to play on Friday, but KJ Martin and his role is always going to be something I want to watch. I've been watching it all season, waiting for the Rockets to realize, yes, we should play this guy more minutes. So let's see where that goes. And then Jalen Green, who's playing some pretty good basketball. Best basketball of his career. He's had one dud after the break, but the other three games have been pretty good. And he is a 12-team league player. So let's see if he keeps that going. Well, for the Nuggets, speaking of duds, Will Barton's been serving him up with regularity. He's not a bloke that I'm the biggest fan of as a player, but I do think in general you want to hold him. The problem is here, like two games over the out of the last two under 30 minutes, one was a blowout. Some real dud performances. It's... Is that If that's going to continue and they're going to use Bones and they're going to use Bryn Forbes more, then Barton might become a drop. He's not that good where we have to hold him under every circumstance. Monty Morris, similarly, like he's fine. 
When he has hot streaks, you love it. When he has cold streaks, he's boring as shit. And maybe we're in a cold streak here. I don't think he's 100% a must-roster player, though. The last game of the night. The Phoenix Suns hosting the New York Knicks. The Knicks, I'm sure, will trot out a backcourt of Alec Burks and Yvonne Fournier. But I do want to watch Emmanuel quickly, who's played 26 and 20 minutes the last two games with no Kemba, with no Grimes, with no Rose. Hopefully, he could play 26, but I really doubt that Thibodeau is going to do the, the correct thing or the thing that makes the most sense. But we want to see where quickly his role goes. And then Rowan Barrett, who's playing a lot of minutes, he's scoring well. He's not doing very well for category leagues because of his absolute apathy in terms of getting defensive stats and the big volume bad percentages. And that hurts his overall category value. That's four categories that he's quite poor at. But if you are looking to boost up your points, he's really, really strong for that. And he is becoming, if he's not already, their number one option. In Phoenix campaign, will there be that minutes restriction on him again? He played 20 minutes in the blowout over the Blazers, dished eight assists in that time, and I thought it was pretty good, and should be on a 12-team roster. And Aaron Holiday had nine assists in 29 minutes. A lot of that did come in garbage time in that fourth quarter. But I do think that when Payne is fully ready to go, Holiday will play like 19 minutes or 18 minutes and won't be worth it. But the split between those two is going to be really, really interesting to watch. Not as interesting as eating a Built Bar though, because Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. You get it, you put it in, you go, what is this magic? What is this sorcery? This is like a candy bar. But let me just check the nutritional profile. What the hell? 130 calories, 17 grams of protein. Surely you jest. Built Bar, you're lying to us. No, they're not. They are just great tasting protein bars that are low in fat, low in carbs, low in sugar, low in calories, but high in protein. And have you tried their new puffs? Marshmallow infused with protein. Unbelievable stuff. And all of these bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. 100%. So get to built.com. Use the code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and save yourself 15% off your order of Built Bars. Built Bar is built different. Let's look at some back-to-back streams for Friday to Saturday. The Timberwolves and the Sixers. So we've got Jaden McDaniels as the number one stream option. He's your best stream. Then you've got Nas Reed, Torian Prince. If Jared Vanderbilt bar was dropped, you can stream him in. Patrick Beverly, Malik Beasley may be an option if um, old mate Anthony Edwards is out. Well, for the Sixers, Thibault. And then you're down to Danny Green. DeAndre Jordan, maybe, after they signed him. They're your back-to-back options. Friday's guys, Javante Green, Denny Avdia, Alec Burks, Corey Kispert, Jaden McDaniels, Kelly Olynyk, JaVale McGee, Isaiah Roby, Hal Neto, and KJ Martin. These are all guys who, according to my um, advanced roster metric, they are rostered in under 50% of leagues. So they're widely available. There are going to be guys who are better than these players who are available on your individual waiver wires. But just to give myself a cutoff, this is the number that I use. So there will be better players than this available. And you can see that on your wire. But I can't tell you what's on your wire because I don't have access to it. Let's look at some deeper league guys. Serge Ibaka, Smith, Corey Joseph, Killian Hayes, Rui Hachimura, Isaac Okoro, Torian Prince, Bryn Forbes, Naz Reed, and the big tree, Kem Birch. Lastly, we go to points leagues. Beverly, Payne, Mann, Hayes, Isaiah Jackson. I think Hay- Jackson Hayes, that is. Jackson Hayes, Isaiah Jackson, campaign Patrick Beverly are all must roster to me. Jalen Smith as well. Jay Crowder as well. You've got Darius Baisley in the mix. Alec Burks and Denny Avdia. A ton of guys available still in Yahoo leagues. And you should be looking at those. And for points leagues, I think a lot of these guys will be available. That'll do it 
for this little show. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, give it a thumbs up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.